Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope you're busy. I hope you're blessed. And I hope that you are uh, set to serve the Lord today. And here's the three things I always challenge our listeners to do every day. Number one, pray. Number two, read your Bible. Number three, witness. If you'll do those three things every day, I tell you, you'll stay close to God and grow in your relationship with Him. Now, you say, I just don't have time. Oh, that's not true. You have time. If you have time to watch TV or time to check your cell phone, uh uh-oh, I'm meddling a little bit and haven't even got the preaching yet. You have time. Get up in the morning. First thing you do when your feet hit the carpet whisper a prayer open your bible as you have your breakfast and read at the kitchen table you say i don't have time for that listen to it on audio i've been listening to my audio bible uh, the past week in the morning and I, I do that before i come in the office then read my bible and i tell you i love that the audio bible there's just something about hearing it read and you can do it pass out a gospel track one a day I, I challenge you do it one per day try it you say well i don't get out of the house i'm a shut in okay if you have facebook you can uh, send a message one per day facebook message uh, give the gospel to somebody uh, send them a bible verse something encouraging a devotional thought something use your phone write a letter whatever you've got to do but let's witness let's read let's pray every single day. Now, we're studying in the book of Romans together, and I love this foundational book of the Bible. It's a faith book. It's a book where we get our New Testament systematic theology. Our doctrine is given to us in the book of Romans for the church age in which we're living. And we found out that Paul is dealing with the fact that all have sinned. Chapter 1, the Gentile. Chapter 2, the Jew. Chapter 3 sums it up for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then chapter 4, he gives us the remedy for our sin. In chapter 4, he begins to explain the topic of justification. But he doesn't just say justification. He makes it clear, justification by faith. Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham did not stand before God because he was circumcised. That came 15 years after that he was counted for righteous, uh, in, counted as righteous by God. No, he, he, he didn't get uh, to be who he was because of any work that he did. He just believed God. He's the father of all the faithful, those who believe in God by faith. And now we find verse 5, or rather, sorry, verse 1 of chapter 5, it begins that way. Therefore, being justified by faith, the Bible can't get any plainer. You're not going to get to heaven because you got baptized. You're not going to go to heaven because you gave money to a church. You're not going to go to heaven because you put some ashes in between your eyes and didn't eat fish for a month or two. You're not going to go to heaven because your daddy was a preacher, your mama played the piano, and maybe you were born in the nursery. No, you're not going to go to heaven anyway outside of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that is ours, not by works, not by actions, not by us keeping it nor uh, earning it. No, but by faith. And faith is reliance. Faith is belief. Faith is trusting. Faith is total dependence. I take my faith, place it in the gospel. When I do, the righteousness of Jesus Christ is counted in God's ledger on my, uh, on my account as righteous. I am now right in the eyes of God. 
God. And it gives me access. It gives me peace. It gives me standing, cause to rejoice. It gives me hope. It gives me an awareness, knowing my tribulation worketh patience. It gives me experience. It makes me not ashamed to be a Christian. That's summed up in verse 1 through 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, here's a new verse, verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, great statement, Christ died for the ungodly. Paul has just been taking his Bible uh, uh, canon and pointing its barrel at the uh, Jews' concept of self-righteousness or righteousness attained by the works of the law. And he sums it up and delivers a crushing blow when he says we were without strength. What he's saying there is we had no ability. We had no means. We had no way to earn our salvation, to merit grace, to inherit the love of God, we couldn't lift it, we couldn't grab it, we couldn't hold it, we couldn't think it, we could not keep it, we had no strength. But when we were without ability, when we were weak, if you will, when we had no way on our own, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, it says he died for the ungodly in due time. So salvation is not of us. We're weak. We're without strength. We have no ability. God worked on our behalf. Say amen right there. God worked on our behalf. Justification is 100% God and 0% you. It's 100% God and 0% me. I did not bring anything to the table except my sin. I provided the sin. He provided the salvation. I provided the sin. He provided the grace. I provided the sin. He provided the mercy. I provided the transgression. He provided the forgiveness. So when I was without strength. I could not climb up out of the pit. I could not crawl out of the ditch. I could not keep my head above the waters. I could not keep myself from sinking in the shifting sand of sin that I was stuck in. No, I was totally helpless, bound, chained, bound up in sin. But that's when Christ stepped in. I had no strength. He had it. I had no ability, but he had it. I had no power, but he had it. And in due season, in due time, that means right on time, right when it was supposed to happen, right when the clock hit the hour, he was there. He was ready. Uh, same things mentioned, Galatians 4, 4, Ephesians 1, 10, Titus 1, 3. At precisely the right time, Jesus died for us. Who's us? The ungodly. There's no pretense. There's no show there. We're not uh, good sinners. No, we're ungodly. We're not righteous people. No, we're ungodly. We're not doing the best we can. No, 
we're ungodly. You go witness to somebody and you say, well, I think I'm a pretty good person. Oh, no, you're not. You're, un- you're ungodly. That's what you are. Same thing I am. I'm ungodly. That's what you are. You're ungodly. That's why we needed God, because we didn't have him. Ungodly. We were anti-God. We were without God. We were lost and undone. We had no hope in this world. We were without strength. But thank God, one who had strength showed up. We had no power, but one who had the power showed up. We had no ability, but the one with the ability showed up, and he showed up and showed out right on time right in time every time Christ went to Calvary and at Calvary he did not die for his own transgression he did not die for his own sin he didn't die for his own wrong because he had none of those things but willingly he without sin in him took our sin upon him became the sacrifice for our sin he bore our sin on the cross he was nailed to the tree blood running from his body agony all around think about the suffering that cycled through his being. He suffered, hung, and bled, and died with a crown of thorns beaten upon his brow. Why? Because I didn't have the strength to do it. I didn't have the ability to do it. I didn't have the power to do it. But he did. And in due season, in due time, right on time, right on schedule, Christ died for the ungodly. Ungodly. That's why we need the grace of God ungodly that's why we needed his mercy ungodly that's why we needed his love ungodly that's why we needed his forgiveness we were totally alien as ephesians says strangers as ephesians said having no hope without god in this world but thank god you and i who were sometimes afar off have been made nigh by the blood of the lord jesus christ the word ungodly That means we had no fear or reverence to God, in opposition to God. When we, so when we weren't thinking about Him, when we weren't loving Him, when we could have cared less about Him, no doubt when we were cursing His name, He loved us enough to send His Son to a cross and die for our sin. Why? So that we might be justified, happy in Jesus, our sins forgiven, wiped away given standing and hope and access to his grace. Well, until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.